Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. What's up, Airheads? We're back. Once again, it's time for another rendition of Putting On Airs. I'm Trey, and that's Corey there. we got the BPP with us. Corey, I wanted to ask you something before we get started. Uh, well, first of all, I guess I'll let everybody know. You can ask know. me anything, Trey. Well, I know. we got that kind of relationship. But I, I guess, first of all, I'll let everybody know that this week's episode, later on when we get to the topics, for me, Venn diagram, fancy and trash overlaps. This is one of those things that's true for every type of person. Mailage, weddings, getting hitched, the old ball and chain, the differences between the two experiences, depending on your socioeconomic status, and they are stark. And then Professor yeah. Cho, well, actually, is it Professor Cho, Stoner Cho? What it is, is. It? What are we doing? It's Professor Cho, and I'm going to be talking to y'all about one of my favorite socialites of all time, Zsa Zsa Gabor. Oh, wow. I don't know any, I mean, I know who Zsa Zsa Gabor right is or was was right she she did was she surely. she died yeah very pretty yeah. funny how she died too I'll okay get into that. well i look forward to that not well, like the way in which she died but yeah. the circumstances around her death and something she'd said was very funny well there'll be there'll be some jaja type of people who come up during my segment as well but not her specifically Good. uh so yeah i'm glad perhaps a theme will emerge but first, and i know you got something you got a list we're wanting to go through and it's uh truly something but first mm-hmm. real quick Last week on the ads, you said a thing that I've heard you say frequently, and I may have said this to you oh before. God. I'm sorry if I have. But Is it like, taking a whiz? No, it's harder than Chinese math, right? Which is <laughs> like, it is a sign. You're not the only person I've heard say that, right? But I got yeah. two questions for you about that, and I could be wrong. Uh, with the second one. I make no supposition with the first question. First question just says, is that racist? Second question is uh Yep. Like No, no I didn't mean to I didn't mean to answer is, yes yeah, to yeah, what you sure said. Is. I don't think it is. The second question, yeah. and here's the one where I have my own stance on the matter, uh, but I could be wrong, is is it any different, really? Because no. math is the universal no. language. Math is, is math. math. Numbers yeah. be numbers. Math is math. I don't care if you're in Beijing or fucking Huntsville. Math is math, yeah. right? So it's just a funny thing to say because you put Chinese in it, which brings me back to question number one. Right? Yeah, I don't think... So, so to <laughs> me, like, now I assume that some people, when they say it, they have ill intent in their heart uh, just because, you know, there's people that don't like Asians. I don't understand it. They've done so much for us, at least in the culinary world, that I think they should get a pass on damn near anything. Dude, if you take everything that Asians uh, did for the culinary world away, except for just the sauces, they would still be like some of the goats. You know what I mean? They're They're like that Wayne Gretzky stat. Yeah, they're incredible with the sauce game for sure. They're also like, they've actually, and I can't pull any up because I'm also a white Westerner, but like they pioneered and did a whole bunch of shit that they don't get credit for in the West. You know what I mean? 
because uh, and they we seem just like the type of people like that, that they don't even <laughs> yeah they're and they're they're like the type of people that they don't even get mad that they don't get credit for it you know what i mean mm-hmm. they're just a very they're a very humble people that are just like we're love of the game we just you're welcome you know what i mean we did that y'all enjoy it um but i think what it is really is just like the only way that chinese math would be harder is if we're talking about algebra where it comes to the numbers and stuff in it, you know, like, or like the, the A and the B, like it's, you know, like theirs would be a symbol. So that would be harder. But yeah, I think it's just like a redneck says it like math, hard Chinese, harder Chinese math, you know? Well, in one, if it is racist, I'm sorry. In most part, well, actually this came up in the thread once and we, I was on the side of not racist. It wasn't about Chinese math specifically. It was about, I had found that, uh, I found out that, you know, the phrase, it's all Greek to me. Uh, in most of the world, yeah. in most of the world, not China, of course, but in most of the world, that phrase is, it's all Chinese to me, right? And I had found right. that on the internet. It's just like a fun fact. I threaded it with you, Drew, and Smart Mark. And Drew was like, "It's that's funny because it's racist or whatever. Drew called it racist. And me and, <laughs> and me and Mark were like, I don't think that's racist. It's just like, wh- what is the most... Like, I don't understand it. What is the most I don't understand it type of thing on earth for me in terms of languages? And for any Westerner, it's, it's Chinese. Chinese. And 100%. it's just objective. It's not like a value right. statement or anything. It's just we yeah, don't. And it's not exactly. It's not saying that I don't understand it. Therefore, it's worse. It's just saying I don't understand it. You know right. what I mean? I just think that with our accent, any yeah. Chinese related mm-hmm. thing, it sounds bad. But like when I say that I'm harder than Chinese math, first off, talking about my wiener. Secondly, yeah. it's not racist. Right. Okay, cool. Well, I just thought the main thing was the second part for me. It's like, it's, I think Chinese yeah. math is funny sounding because I'm like, pretty sure math is math. It makes yeah. it a very redneck uh, type of saying. Uh, on account of the exactly. inherent it's ignorance harder. involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, okay, I agree. so what's this thing you're wanting to share with so, us? So what I want to talk about, and I'm actually going to play you a tiny audio clip that jump-started this in my brain. I was researching about Zsa, Zsa Gabor, and so I decided to go back and listen to an old episode of the Bob Hope radio show where Zsa, Zsa Gabor was a um, uh, guest because I wanted to get kind of a sense for her comedic timing because I knew she would be on there doing a skit. And on the Bob Hope radio show, as you know, those shows were like so on the nose sponsored by people. Like it Mm -hmm. wasn't like in our podcast where it's like an aside, like, hey, take Blue Chew. It's like they made their sponsor a part of the sketches. They Uh said that shit all the time. And so they were sponsored by Jello, and this was the ad, and I recorded it on my phone. I'd like to play it for you here, if you don't mind. What year is this? Uh, this is like nineteen fifty-four okay. or some shit. All right, like that area. But because you've been a good boy and eating your Jello every day this week, I'll let you coast this time. Go, boy. Folks, have you tried a Jello salad lately? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't, you're missing one of the liveliest additions to a meal that you ever tried. There are literally dozens of different things you can do with them. But just to get you started, I brought along one of my wife's favorite recipes tonight. So get those pencils ready. All right, here it is. First, prepare lemon jello as directed on the package, substituting pickled beet juice for one quarter cup of water. When slightly thickened, fold in. Hey, 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 and- slow down, will you? I can't write that fast. <laughs> oh, sure. 
Fold in one and one half cups of drained, diced pickled beets. Chill in individual molds. Then serve them on crisp lettuce with mayonnaise. Well, go on. Well, Bob, that's all there is to it. That recipe will give you six servings, too. You mean it's that easy to make a jello salad? Well, sure, Bob, and it's delicious, too. Well, get out the jello in the pickle barrel, Dolores. I'm coming home through the beach field tonight. <laughs> I love uh, that, and it's I, wonderful. I love I, those old. I do too. I found that uh, very uh, charming and warm. I like the you know. It's great. It's inherently nostalgic, even though it's years before my time. I did know, so I know that they called those aspics, right? Because you know, I'm into like aspics, yeah, food mess and internet food mess and stuff. And I've always been disgusted by these, but I knew that like Jello was such a huge thing. I feel like it's like when Jello came out in the fifties. It was almost like, welcome to the future. You know, it was like, yes, this exactly. is truly the space age we are living in, y'all. Do you see how this wobbles yeah. but doesn't melt? Yeah. It's almost like it's on the moon or whatever the hell they thought was going on. But like Jello was this huge thing and wild to people. So they just went crazy and started using it and everything. And I know they did some insane shit with it. I've seen some examples before, uh, and it's, it's something else to me. Well, a little history about it before we jump into this list, because you know me, I, I dive into shit. I can't, I, once I saw the list, I was like, I gotta know more. So the reason that I thought this would be a good topic for our show is you'd covered foods that fancy people eat last week. And we didn't get, we didn't get to jello. And I was thinking to myself, you know, Bob Hope, is he's advertising this, but Bob Hope was always like the money guy. Him and Bing Crosby were swanky. And it feels like to me, they're pitching this as a luxury item, right? And I'm like, man, I just, I just don't know. And then I started remembering all those like jello salads, and they would always be shown on like a silver dish at a party. You know what I mean? And it was, and I was like, is this is this really fancy or is it people trying to be fancy? Well, the answer is both, because when jello or not Jello, of course. Jello is just the name that someone patented so that they could serve what was already made, which was a powdered gelatin. Mm. Originally, though, gelatin, the process to make it was insanely tough. They would have to boil calves' hooves yeah. in order to get it. And right. because of that, only the elite could get gelatin. So people like Thomas Jefferson enjoyed uh, tomato aspects as you were talking about and all sorts of jellies and basically sometimes just regular gelatin that they would just garnish dishes with it and the reason that they did it is it was just like you remember when we saw um were, were you with me when we saw george washington's house uh where when, when? no that was me and amber that was me and amber i did it again you replaced I your loving wife so, in the memory with me uh frequently and i truly yes, appreciate yeah, it yes um so george washington had a room in his house that was painted this certain shade of green that wasn't even really that appetizing of a color but rich people often painted with it because it was the most expensive paint that you could get that right. color required so many things to in order to make it so they were just like fuck you that's the color of money well gelatin was similar they in in order for you to have gelatin you have to have like six or seven servants at least going through this hardcore process to do it so it got associated with the elite fast forward somebody invents powdered gelatin and now it can be available to the masses and the the pores 
got a hold of it and started putting it in all their dishes and, as you said, went crazy with it. And the reason that it got so popular in the 50s, 60s, and 70s but then kind of dwindled out is its popularity came from community cookbooks. You know those little uh-huh. things that they, they make as fundraisers? Dude, right? you just you, – well, fuck, you reminded me. I, I When I was in Waynesboro, Katie's parents have a stack of, like, Wayne County Church Lady cookbooks. And, like, I was looking through them, and when I was looking through them, I was like, I need to bring these to the podcast or whatever – Uh, And then, of course, I didn't. I might have some pictures of them, though, but go ahead and keep saying what you're saying. Yes, please do, because I was actually thinking of doing a um, a PO under the POA umbrella like cooking segment to do reels on Instagram. And I actually thought two days ago, I was like, it'd be great if I took my mom's old church uh, recipe book and did some of those like that would be really cool. Anyways, my point is, um those community cookbooks were like super popular. And in one of the first couple community cookbooks that got popular, there were all these recipes for jello quote unquote salads. Right. And it had shrimp in it. They would have like iceberg lettuce in the, in the jello. And what happened was these communities realized that these little cookbooks were an easy way to do fundraising. And so like sometimes they would just take, another community's cookbook and just copy that shit and just put it in there. So nobody had, act, a lot of people hadn't even really tried these jello salads and shit. They were just kind of re- getting repeated in there. And so they were in every community cookbook. And once they're in every community cookbook, everybody's like, well, these must hit. And so they started serving them at parties, uh, these tomato aspects, these savory jellos, as it were. And that got me to the list that I'm going to read uh, now of the this is liveabout.com the 25 25 gross old-fashioned recipes you won't believe people actually ate all right yeah the first one the first one you got it pulled up there, I, Trey do have, I do have it pulled up yeah what do you think about this jellied veal ring i don't think much about it i'll tell you that like that's <laughs> the how veal part a lot of this, right well i was just about to say that's how a lot of these are where it's like there are things in it that hits but it's like right They've gone out of their way to make it not hit anymore uh, to me. Yeah, I was reading some of the just pure Jello ones, and like that, it's it's so many of them are the uh, they had me in the first half meme uh-huh. because it'll be like it'll be like take lemon and raspberry and strawberry Jello, and then it's like okay, I'm with you, and then they're like and add celery, and you're like okay, I'm not completely out now. Celery's kind of neutral, and at least it'll give it a crunch. And then they're just like creamed fish, and it's like god damn. Uh, next we have the seafood aspect, which aspect I guess is really just the 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 word that means gelatin, but not Jello, I suppose. So this is just sort of your they take. Um, it's a savory jelly made with meat stock, right? Uh, and you slap shrimp and stuff in it, which like, I don't, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I've only ever had sweet jello. So is there a world in which you think maybe it wouldn't be that offensive to our senses? I mean, just the other night when we were in Indiana, Indianapolis at the hotel, we ordered some Mexican food and we got some like shrimp ceviche and it's, you know, cold and it's chopped up shrimp and other you know onions and whatever else and like i feel like if that had been just packed into some flavorless jelly that you like sliced off i obviously i would be like well i don't know why the hell they did this but like it probably wouldn't be too bad 
you know, it probably taste okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I was just thinking like if the people from better than bullion made like a meat jam, you know, or meat jelly, I would put that on my toast. You know, I, I think I'd try it. Yeah. Uh, up, up next, we've got something that again, all three separately, I'm a big fan of, I just don't know about this, uh, <laughs> concoction. And this is the ham and bananas hollandaise. Um, yeah, here's here's my thing with that one is that like like you said, all three of those. I know what you're about to say. Hit. This one has come up before, or I've seen this one before, and I've heard people claim in the comments like it actually kind of hits. Maybe it does, but my thing is like hollandaise is like not yes. easy to do, so hard, and it's like it's not easy <laughs> to do at all. And I feel like if you're gonna fucking make hollandaise and make it right mm -hmm. and make it hit, use it for something else than yes. fucking ham and bananas. That's my main takeaway from that. I don't that don't make no sense to me. I, our brains work so similar because that was the thing that was offensive to me because I was like, dude, if I'm going through the trouble to make hollandaise, I'm about to toast up some fucking English muffins. You know what I mean? Right. Like we're going to do like the ham can certainly still be involved. I love a good uh, ham Benedict. You know, I think that's the classic Benedict, right? Is the mm -hmm. English muffin and ham and egg yeah. and hollandaise. Fucking, yeah. that's, that, dude, that's my dude, shit. Dude, Eggs Benedict is my it's, shit. Me too. That's like that's, that's my go to the, brunch order for me every yes. time. There's a handful of things that are considered white women things that actually, though, do in reality hit. And that's probably at the tippy top of the list of like the cliche, you know, white person breakfast or whatever. But like I, I, I defy anyone to taste that and tell me that that ain't fire. The next one is bananas in a somehow worse iteration, and that is bananas with herring. Um, I Have you ever had herring? Uh, didn't we have. have? Didn't we have like a tinned herring tinned, at uh, yes at uh, Old Ebbets in DC that time? I, and that I was, believe you're right, and I believe fire, I loved I it. I did love it. Yeah, it's yeah, like not sardines though. I don't think like yeah, yeah. I think that like after if you made me take a bite of bananas with herring, then the bananas with hollandaise and ham would be a welcome uh, surprise after that. For, for me personally. Sure. Then next we have, we have, I mean, bro, this is fucking cat food. Weight Watchers liver pate. Uh, let's read what they say here. Some things never change like good old Weight Watchers here. They make sure you lose weight by offering up such delectable recipes as this one. Liver pate. Wonder what that extra creamy glaze on top is. Um, I'm assuming that that is, actually, I don't know. What do you assume that that, that, like I don't know congealed liver is. juice. Like, what yeah. else would it be? You know, how you like, like plop a, I don't know, open a can of potted meat or something, which is of course trailer pate. Mm -hmm. Every now and then, and there it's might, got the goo. There might be a little bit of goo on top. You know, it's like it's, maybe that's just something that meat goo does. Is it oozes and then the ooze gels up, and you know, I. <laughs> I think that so far on this list, this one is the one, the Weight Watchers liver pate. This one is the one that I think I would go, actually, this is this is good. Because I like pate. Me and you've had pate. Yeah, I was about to say, I mean, you, you called it cat food, but I was thinking, I was like, well, dude, pate, like they, pate they serve at fancy restaurants and stuff. And, like, it's just pate made out of liver. Like, you know, right. it's probably all right. No, I think this one's fine. And now we've got something that I'm certain your dad probably made for you all the time growing up there in uh, Salina. SpaghettiOs and Wainers. 
except for those SpaghettiOs very much look like they are in a Jello mold. So them's also so you them's by any sausages, baby. That's what that by is. Any, yes, like, they are. I guess I that's guess Viney sausage qualifies as a wainer, but I know Viney sausages when I see them. God damn it! And that's Viney sausages. And yes, <laughs> the SpaghettiOs are they mix it with fucking gelatin and make it a SpaghettiO yeah. mold. And yeah, I don't I mean I don't. I don't want that personally. <laughs> Here's one that I kind of think is undeniable. The bologna cake. Mm-hmm. All right. Look at that. The le- First off, that is thick cut bologna. Now, I will say, much like you with the hollandaise sauce, when I see good thick bologna like that, I'm like, you're wasting it if you're not frying that up in a cast iron skillet. But I like bologna regular, plain bologna. That is a cream cheese, not frosting. That's just straight up cream cheese. Uh, layered with bologna, and if I'm not mistaken, Trey, it doesn't say here, but is that easy cheese you used to decorate it? Uh, I don't. Yeah, it looks like it. It certainly looks like it with some crackers it, it, on the side. But also, according to this and, thing you've sent here, it says it's ranch dressing cream cheese and bologna. To me, I assumed that was a mayonnaise oh. situation. Uh, oh, but yeah, me too. I didn't. It, and I don't know. But I can tell you this. I I think it's. Easy cheese for sure. I assume, I guess, that they mix the cream cheese and the ranch together. That, yeah. that would make it more spreadable. But you know what? I, I You know Vienna sausages when you see them. I know townhouse crackers when I see them. And I can tell you right now that all of that would smash for me. I don't think that belongs on the list. Something that definitely deserves to be on the list of gross things, I think, is lemon-flavored lamb's brawn. Top of your head, do you know what brawn is? It was actually covered earlier in this list, and I've already forgotten. I think it's like a meat aspect deal. Uh, yeah. Oh, the, the jellied it's meat veal from ring a pig or jellied head. Veal, the jellied veal ring is also known as veal brawn. So I think a brawn is like a jellied meat situation. I mean, based on that. Okay. And I get that. The, oh, brawn equals head cheese. Yeah, you're right. Well, I feel like they. Yeah. This list cheese. contradicts itself because veal is not head cheese, but it I said agree. that other thing was a veal brawn. So I don't fucking know. Yeah, dude, I don't ever expect listicles like this to be accurate, but they do do their job of putting pictures of gross food on here for me to talk about. Number nine is the perfection salad. Uh, this is one of those where. I've seen the recipe to this on another one, and it's like raspberry lemon and strawberry jello. You think everything's going well, and then you pour in, like, cans of vegetables Mm. and, like, lima beans and fucking iceberg lettuce and just for— And the thing is with these, this is what I really don't understand with these. They—if you were doing all of this, like, if you were doing the vegetable stuff with flavorless gelatin— I'm not saying I'd be in, but I'd be like, okay, I I get what you're doing here. Like, if you go with a neutral gelatin, but they don't go with a neutral gelatin. They go with fruit-flavored gelatin and then vegetables. And, I mean, don't you think you'd rather just have it neutral? Hell yeah. Dude, fuck that. Right, okay. I I thought you were about to surprise me. No. No. (laughs) The The meat ones I can kind of sort of get on board with theoretically. I'm like, I can see how maybe that might hit, but, like... No, that that ain't it. Well, counterpoint, just trying to play the devil's advocate here. Now, I know that you don't like cooked fruit, but I do like cooked fruit. Like, I like a good taco with some grilled pineapple in it. So maybe in the, there's some world where fruit gelatin and beef is fine because, I mean, mint jelly on 
rack of lamb is a thing. Now, I don't like it because I don't want mint. The only thing I like mint in is my desserts. And I know you don't even like it in that. But, like, the only thing I want mint in is my desserts. I don't want it on my meat. But, like, you know, if someone was like, hey, I've got this strawberry gelatin that's going to go on your steak, I'd be like, well, I'll, I'll take a bite. But for some reason, when it's all congealed together, I just don't think it's I don't think it really hits. No, um, I agree with you. Also, uh, can I propose something <laughs> before you continue on to the next one yes, here? Please, so it's please. 25 of these. I propose that we do like we did with that. Oh, French. we don't have to do the whole 25. Well, yeah. we can either. I yeah, was say, remember when we fact, covered that weird let, French shit and it took yes. like three episodes to get through the whole list. I was going to say either yeah. do half now and we'll do half next week. Or if you want to just pick the craziest one, no, whatever you want to do. No, I'm with you. I had forgotten there was 25, and honestly, in my brain, there was 12. So, yes, uh, before we go, one last one. What do you think about that seafood mousse right there? Don't that look like a nightmare? (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say a living nightmare, but that is clearly dead. Either that or it's begging to be killed. You know, it's got kind of a kill me face to it. I don't know why you would paint a smile and put eyeballs on your vaguely fish-shaped abomination, but that is... uh, that's something else. Seafood moose. It looks like it looks like Nagini from Harry Potter a little bit. Um, I what do you I mean, like if that's so if it's a seafood moose, like a moose and a pate aren't completely I mean, they're different, right? I mean, when I think of a moose, I think of something that's lighter than a pate, you know, like more airy. Yeah, that's but true. I'm thinking of like a fucking chocolate moose or something. Like if you're Making it out of fish. Not a fish moose. Yeah, right. Fish moose. I don't want a fish moose. That's a... No, fish moose ain't it. Uh, Well, we'll be back next week with... uh, We'll be back next week with the other uh, gross foods. And between then, I'm actually... I want you to get a hold of some of them recipe books uh, from your wife. And uh, how about we take a break? And we'll be right back right after this, huh? Okay. Well, y'all, the wait is over. Quality steak, free shipping... Period. The Backyard Butcher's Restaurant Quality Steak Boxes are now available online. You can get steakhouse quality bulk meat specials responsibly sourced from American farms delivered right to your door. And right now, for a limited time, Backyard Butcher's is offering our listeners 15% off free shipping and four free ribeyes for life. You heard that right. Four free ribeyes for life with every subscription. Imagine opening up a box of high-quality steak and being able to recreate the steakhouse experience right in your backyard at less than grocery store prices. Well, that's exactly what you get when you order from Backyard Butchers. This stuff hits so hard, does it not, Cho? It is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, Last night, as we're recording this, was Valentine's Day, and my wife is pregnant and so I tried to do something extra nice for her. So, of course, I sent the flowers. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to go overboard on cooking. We're going to have scallops. We're going to have crab cakes. And guess what? I'm not breaking the bank by going with Backyard Butchers. Let's just go ahead and throw two filet mignons, right? Is that how you say it, Trey? Filet that's exactly, mignons? That's exactly how you say it. Put two some two of them some bitches in the sous vide for eight hours, then seared them rare on the steak. And my wife gave me a little sensing, sensing last night. That sensing was attitude, but still, it wasn't because of the steaks. They were absolutely tremendous. I will not be eating any more from anywhere else aside from Backyard Butchers. Try tell them how they can do what I did. 
Well, first of all, I want to let y'all know that there's no memberships or subscriptions necessary, which is pretty cool and pretty uncommon. You can choose to subscribe, and if you do, you can cancel any time. But trust me, you try these once and you'll want to subscribe on your very first reorder when you love the price, ease, quality, and taste of Backyard Butcher steak, pork, and chicken. For a limited time, Backyard Butchers are offering listeners of POA a special introductory deal. Get 15% off free shipping and four ribeyes for life with every subscription. Are you hearing that, y'all? That's four free premium restaurant quality juicy ribeyes delivered directly to your door and your monthly subscription at significantly less than inflationary grocery store prices. Y'all, you'll thank me later when you visit BackyardButchers.com and click on the online shop and get your order on. No subscriptions necessary. So why wait? Get your hands on some of the best steak, pork, and chicken you'll ever taste and make your next steak night an event to remember. Visit BackyardButchers.com and use the promo code POA to get 15% off your order, free shipping, and four free ribeyes for life. One last time, that's BackyardButchers.com promo code POA and you get 15% off free shipping and four free ribeyes for life. Skew. Like cutting into butter, baby. Oh yeah. Skew. Breaking news. Manscaped now sells beard products. Do you got your sack all lined up, but your upper part still scraggly? Well, you're in luck because that's right, baby. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. And now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code POA for 20% off and free shipping. Guys, as someone who has to cut their own hair, I've bought a lot of clippers in my day when I'm on the road and forgot mine. Uh, this one knocks every single other one out of the park. I, it's really important to me to keep a good beard trim because I, as y'all know, have a round head. I have zero jawline. I have to fake it. And with this one, I'm not having to like reach for all the different guards to go on it because it's just one and you just a dial on it. Like you just go click two, click three. Okay. That's for the goatee click. That's for the beard. Boom. Take it off. That's for my head. It's absolutely amazing. It is time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard to so say goodbye to all your stubble trouble with manscapes pro beard kit. By the way, it's waterproof. So you can shave in the shower. So you ain't got to get all that hair in your sink. Get your wife mad at you. Like she does me. Is your wife like mine? She probably is. The blade is tough on hair, but smooth on your face, leading to a single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. But I, don't just take it from me. Trey Neal, tell them about Manscaped and how they can get it. Yeah, this beard hedger, y'all, this thing is a juggernaut when it comes to fixing faces. First of all, the cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 positions of precision, all with one guard, so no more messy drawers full of extra stuff. That's right, grooming doesn't have to be hard. The, blade, uh, the Pro Kit doesn't end there, though. They've created four dermatologist-tested <clears throat> formulations for your post-trim care. First, there's the beard shampoo and conditioner. You need to remember all your hair is different. Your beard hair is more coarse and easier to damage than the hair on your head. That's why the kit has made shampoo and conditioner specially designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, replace natural oils, and promote a healthy beard. Next, the kit has Manscaped's Beard Oil, an essential piece for your main facial accessory. No one wants a guy whose beard is brittle and dry. The oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin beneath while adding a shimmer and shine, making you look extra fine cap off the kit with the beard balm a pomade that shapes styles moisturizes mm -hmm. and tames for a sculpted look to attract any fellows or dames 
The Pro Beard Kit also comes with three free gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress. So it's time, y'all. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code POA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code POA. The Manscaped Beard Hedger. One stroke, one guard, 20 lengths. Can't beat it. Skew. All right, we're back. Let's do it. Time for my segment, Venn Diagram Ship, talking about marriage, getting married, weddings in particular. But first, I wanted to talk about marriage itself a little bit, just sort of go over the history of it. And uh, you'll be utterly shocked to hear this, Joe, but much of it, despite the reputation for it being her day and it's the bride's day and it's the most special day and all that, the vast majority of the history of marriage really don't hit for women on account of it being history. Because uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. history, history be like that. Yeah, it's right. one of them things, history, that yeah. where it's like, don't hit for women. Yes. So basically, marriage has been around for like thousands of years. It started so pretty much when we stopped being hunter-gatherers and settled down and started claiming lands and stuff like that. They was like, we need stable relationships so we can pass this land around and stuff because we're not all moving all over the place anymore. So early on, marriage was very much a just like, like a business transaction pretty much yeah. it was always just like oh it makes sense you know give give me her and i'll give you him and then we can all have this together plus a donkey or, plus a donkey right yeah and we've talked before about women getting sold basically they get auctioned off to for be married and then yeah and like the, the more you hit like the more money they get for you the but the less you hit you get, they yeah. gotta pay like the let if you don't hit yeah. they, your daddy gotta <laughs> give a donkey along with you yeah. right so that's how it used to work. They also, uh, we know that cousin marrying was a big thing. That was like to keep shit in the family. It was like to keep families tied together. That's where cousin marriage comes from. Also, monogamy was not originally a big part of it. Uh, oftentimes, men had multiple wives, especially powerful men and stuff like that. When that shit started to change was when the church got involved, which is not surprising in my opinion. Like the yeah, Catholic right. church. When the Catholic, as the Catholic Church grew in power, they inserted themselves into everything, including, uh, you know, the sacrament of marriage or whatever. And that's when a lot of the rules started changing uh, about, like, you know, monogamy and also babies. Like, you know, you was allowed to just give a woman away if uh, she couldn't give you babies and stuff. But then the Catholic yeah. Church... The Catholic Church, famously, because we talked about Henry VIII, they were the ones who Henry were like, the Eighth, no, yeah. you, you can't do that. You can't do that. And Henry VIII was like, the hell I can't. I'm the goddamn king, right? So that's where My all own that, church, bitch. That's where all that shit came from. Uh, the woman was very much like the dude's property, you know, up until relatively recent times. Love was not much of a consideration for anybody ever until quite recently, Really, and uh, some people say that the French invented love. I'm sure they would love Gay. to find that. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> and that they relate that to like when we move to a more industrial or like market based society as opposed to purely agrarian, because like when less people have lands and shit to be passed around, you know, and jobs be different, and it ain't like that anymore. It's right. less important to have dowries and all that stuff, which opened the door for like romantic love being a driving force and getting married and whatnot. Tra yes, Tra Joe. Before we go on, because I, I think it's important. Uh, obviously, I know what it is, but for our listeners who don't know what agrarian agra uh, agrarian means, 
do you fill them in because some of them may yeah. them they may not know like agriculture like land farming based society yeah, no, we used to be exactly. very agrarian yeah. yeah it was agrarian Can't in believe nature those but fucking idiots don't know what that is yeah no no uh, yeah they should but so a lot of the traditions that come with weddings uh, are also like originally horrific uh from the woman's perspective like uh the wedding party right groomsmen groomsmen didn't used to just be your boys oh god right? oh god oh, what god. do you have like a you got a supposition here what you think you you think like what are what, you thinking what the I, okay um so here when i are you saying that the the groomsmen used to have a different task purpose yeah saying? there's two okay there's two it, accounts of what it was or might have been so what Without me, without me saying anything horrific, can I just say is is it something like prima nocta? <laughs> kind of, sort of. Further, so first of all, since you brought that up, one I thought that was kind of wild. I was reading through all these traditions I'm about to tell you about, and I was like, man, it's wild how generally rapey a lot of these are. Yeah, so rapey. But, that's what then, I mean. And then I looked up prima nocta, and turns out that's apparently a straight up myth. That wasn't ever oh, really, really an actual thing. And I was surprised by that. And because I was surprised by that, I was like, well, then why are you surprised that the rest of it is so rapey? You know what I mean? Like right. it doesn't, if you thought Prima Nocta was a thing, the rest of this totally checks out. Prima Nocta is yeah. the only one that like wasn't real apparently. So the groomsmen, there's two accounts. The, the first account is that the groomsmen needed a squad or the groom needed a squad of men, right. To go, uh, kidnap a woman to be his yeah. wife and <laughs> fight off her Their family daddy. members who would otherwise <laughs> defend her from that right <laughs> the second account is similar sort of and it's that the groomsmen needed men or the groom needed men to uh protect him from other dudes who would try to uh -huh. kidnap and marry his wife right, right? so yeah. and and the best man did not mean your best buddy, your brother from right. another mother. It meant he was literally the, the best. best, like the the best Gaston. with the sword, the best fighter. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like he was the best. So he took the spot right beside you to either protect what? you, okay. or help you, uh, you know, snatch a bitch. Question? Yeah. What if that dude was like, you know what, I want her? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what a good he... question. I mean, I guess you'd have to have a contract of sorts, you know what I mean? Like right. uh, just an understanding. And at the end of the day, I guess if he decided that, you'd be shit out of luck because you ain't the right. best man. You can't be the best man if he's the best man. You can only be right. one best man. Yeah. Right. Who does that guy yeah. marry? I don't know how they didn't think of that. So uh, now bridesmaids, okay? Similar thing. Um, that The bridesmaids were women who all dressed up like the bride, right? Uh, you know, mm -hmm. today the bridesmaids all dress the same, but the bride's doing her own thing. But they used to all dress up like the bride in an effort to uh, confuse both <laughs> evil spirits, but also, <laughs> but also men who would like to kidnap and steal her. Right. Oh my it's like, God. it's like, it's like, well, maybe they'll steal one of these bitches instead. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, and that would be, it's, right. like it's like Padme and Corday from episode right. one. It's like, it still don't hit for her to be stolen, but I guess that ain't the bride's problem. Right. Um, do you remember that Seinfeld bit where it was about the men though? He was talking about the reason that all the groomsmen and the groom dress alike is in the event that 
uh, the groom chickens out, everyone just takes a step to the left and the next right. guy marries her. And he goes, that's yeah. why they don't say, do you take Bill? They say, do you take this man? This man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so, uh, crossing the threshold, right? You know, pick her up, carry her across the threshold, that, that thing. Spirits. That was, there's a version of it that says, yeah, evil spirits would try to sabotage the married couple and they would wait at the floor of the entrance. So the man had to carry her over it. But also there's an account that says that it's just the man, the groom had to carry her in there because she ain't want to go. Right. So he had like, <laughs> he literally, she's like clawing and screaming, take me back to my daddy. Right. And he was like, no, <laughs> you coming with me. And he carried her across the threshold. And that's one of the ways that that started. Um, and getting my arms. I got to make sure a witch don't get you. Another one. The, a, a point in all weddings where tears start to well up when the dad walks the bride mm -hmm. down the aisle, right? Such a sweet moment. And he says, you know, I give this woman or whatever. Well, that was like very literal. Like that's yeah, here what go. that meant. He was like taking right. his daughter up there and being like, take her. She's yours Get now. Get this bitch off my hand. Get her out of here. I got, <laughs> you know, I ain't got enough goat to keep her fed. Like take her. <laughs> somewhere else and give me a goat in exchange that's a right. real good deal for me because i got yeah. too many bitches not enough goats, not enough goats. And this <laughs> and this this is gonna fix that for me <laughs> so oh, so here God. she is right <laughs> too many bitches not enough goats, not enough Lord, goats. that's a t-shirt whenever we get well, our shit together we've all been there am i right but uh <laughs> ludicrous so um I said they all used to dress the same, the bride and the bridesmaids. White wasn't like a thing. You know who right. made the white white wedding white wedding dress a thing? Uh someone Marie who I Antoinette. think would be that's a good that's a good guess. And similarly, because you talked about Marie Antoinette, it's someone who I think would be a good topic for you to cover because she seems like she was a pretty fancy lady. Queen uh -huh. Victoria, real oh, trendsetter. Yeah. She's Queen a, Victoria. On my list. Queen Victoria was like the first one to like wear a white wedding dress. And then people were like, that's what's up. And they just been uh -huh, doing it right. ever since. She also brought, she had a bouquet. That's also her. She was in a right. white wedding dress and with a bouquet. And that's just the thing people do now. A lot of it also has to do with I babies and <laughs> fertility and stuff like uh, throwing yeah. rice, throwing rice at them. Rice was, had a fertility connection or something back in the day. So it was like, you know, make babies. Uh, they also, the garter, uh, you know, tossing the garter <laughs> or whatever they I'm were supposed so to, they were supposed to like prove consummation of the marriage. Right. Yeah. So like, you know, in game of Thrones, they carry them off and they like strip them naked and watch them bone and whatever. Yeah. Right. That was sort of a real thing. And like, yeah. you're supposed to prove that they had porked. And one way to do it was to steal the garter off the bride's leg or whatever and bring it back and be like say she's naked or fucking yeah right right um, dude and listen to how fucking stupid i am so when you said uh rice was a thing about fertility or whatever i almost and i sincerely meant it was like no no i thought it was about money like throwing rice and the reason i think that is because it's a little kim verse where she says money ain't a thing throw it out like rice and in my brain i was like that's what that means so all right anyways i'm sorry well, Based on the internet, no, it's about fertility. Uh, the wet engagement rings, wedding rings, that also was Catholic shit. That was the Pope. Uh, it's in fact the engagement period uh, was the Catholic Church. They said 
for whatever reason, there should be a waiting period between the decision to get married and actually getting married. And that's when engagement became yeah. a thing. And you need a way to signify that. So wear these rings that show and people that you're taken or whatever. And a ring is, it, it's eternal because it's a circle. It has no end. So it symbolizes that and whatever else. And you're the, uh, they thought that you could feel your heartbeat through this finger. Like uh -huh. there's like an artery or something there. So it's connected to your heart. So that's why it goes on that finger. So that's where all that shit came from. Well, that's a great idea though, too. Like somebody had really good foresight on that because they're like, listen, marriage is a serious thing and there's contracts that have to be drawn up. And there's a lot of people that got to get together. And there's like, you got to go out and get five dudes. One of which is the best one in the whole village. And you got to fight off a bunch of people. So let's not make any rash decisions. Let's you decide right. you're going to do it. And then we have a waiting period. And I just think we should treat guns the same way. You know, like that's a yeah. good idea. Yeah. Thank you, Pope Innocent the Third, for that tremendous idea. <laughs> I really was. He was uh, the Pope. From Our he Lady was the Pope. of Perpetual Sorrow. Yeah, he yeah. was the Pope that did that. Innocent the Third. Top five popes, I think. I have no idea. You know, I agree. I agree. You, you know any popes? Other than like the current one and the one that uh, died, the Nazi the last one, two. Benedict, yeah, yeah, Benedict. Uh, well, Pope Pope Francis, John Paul, I know John him. Paul the second. John yeah. Paul was the he was the Pope of my childhood. Do you childhood. know any other popes besides the popes that we've lived through as motherfucker? People? Hell no. Except when we, at the time of me doing the Henry the Eighth episode, which was literally the first episode we did, so I don't remember shit. I knew the one then. I knew it then. I don't know it now. Well, you know what I mean. I'll tell you this. I know, I do know, I can't call any to mind or talk about them uh, intelligently, but I know they've been some wild-ass popes, and that's also maybe something that you could look into, because, you know, Pope, pretty fancy motherfuckers, hats, yes. robes, I, I've been, pass, I've been yeah, palaces. I've been wanting to do it. I think that what I'd need to do is do an episode just about the papacy itself, and yeah. then talk about specific popes, because, like, dude, there's a lot of fucking meat on that bone, buddy. No, I Being agree. Pope? I mean, I, I meant, I meant wow. like you'd have to pick a pope because yes. there, because there's, yeah, yeah, because it, it's so much ground to cover there. Being pope is so wild, dude. It's the it's, wildest shit that you could like. It's so much more insane than being president. It's so oh, yeah. much more insane than being Tom Brady. It's so much more. Do you remember that Jim Gaffigan bit where he's, I do. he's talking with Tom? I do. About, talking about Catholic it, parents being practical. Yeah. Well, go ahead. You do it. it well, well, he's like, do you think that the Pope was this? I mean, he's like the same as an NFL quarterback, whatever, where he's out in the yard practicing his Hail Marys and stuff like that, mm -hmm. fantasizing. And they're like, and now the greatest Catholic in the world, here he comes, the Pope. Yeah, so I'm butchering it. Yeah. That no, be. no, he did say that, and it was funny. And he talked yeah. about his parents too, and he's like, dude, for Catholic parents, oh I mean, God. ultimate bragging rights. Like, uh, it's like, oh yeah, your son's a doctor. Ours is pope. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, I don't think I don't think many popes have parents. That's you know, true. Normally they're so they're, old. They're, yeah, like well, hey, let's not poke holes in Gaffigan stuff here. All right? <laughs> right, he's still got, not. dude. He's still got it. Um. Hell yeah, he's still got it. He's fucking great. So, by the way, cheap plug: the last special that Gaffigan put out was on Amazon, and so will ours, February nineteenth. Check it out. There you go. Yeah, if I'm doing my math right in my head, that's uh, two days from now. Awesome! Look at me. Comes Look out, at us. I think here we so, go. So yeah, this uh, Sunday, I guess Amazon Prime get the well-read specials. Um, all right. So then I I looked up, and I'm not. I'm gonna go ahead and say this. You know, we'll have some fun with it. But I was kind of disappointed by this part because I looked up like, and I've Googled it a bunch of different ways. Most extravagant weddings enough in for history. You. 
No, it ain't. That, I mean, it's just that I was looking up most extravagant weddings in history, most lavish weddings of all time, most expensive, fanciest. I used all these words and shit because I thought we was going to get a lot of king mm. shit and stuff like that. And I don't know if it's because it's just hard for them to quantify the yeah, cost right. of those weddings back then or what. But basically every <laughs> list I found, most all of them are like from the modern era, which yeah, didn't hit Kardashian. I found, yeah, yeah, right. It's all stuff like that. And we'll talk about a couple of them. But um, I did find one, though. It, it was in the Ottoman Empire in the 17th century, the marriage of Hatice Sultan to Muhashib Mustafa Pasa. Uh, it lasted two and a half Damn. weeks. Two and a half weeks long, including many parades and ceremonies, contests between athletes and wrestlers, singing and dancing, firework displays, array of shows and theater performances. They also built massive fake trees with silver leaves, right? And they put them on like, I guess, float big wagons that they had their slaves carry through town. Yeah. And they somehow like drew a route that the ceremonial trees had to go through. And if like yeah. a peasant's hut was on that route, they just bulldoze through it, and now you ain't got no hut yeah. no more because this tree needs yeah. to go through here, or it won't hit for the Ottoman yeah, God or whatever they were on about. Um, but yeah, Dude, other you than that, your yeah, wife. Yeah, can you imagine your wife inviting you to a wedding, and you get there, and you find out it's for two weeks? Like that'd be the worst shit in the whole world. Like I barely want to go to one that's just on Saturday near my house. I can't imagine how pissed off I'd be. We've talked about it before. I want to get into like our wedding experiences later on when we get to the trash part and everything. You didn't invite will, me to yours, so I wouldn't know. I we have we even met yet? No, but right, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, but. We, this has come up before. It really depends on the wedding, but like a wedding that hits, I fucking love going to. It's just there are plenty yeah. of weddings that don't hit, but like a good wedding, I fucking love a good I wedding. Enjoy, no, no, listen. When I'm there and it's a hitting wedding, I make the most of it, but if I had my druthers, I'd have never been there. Do you know what I mean? Sure. No wedding is as good as re-watching The Sopranos by myself with Cheetos. Okay. I hear you. Uh, so, first of all, who do you think... Uh, which country you think spends the most money on weddings on average? Spain. Okay. No, but that's an incredible fucking guess because they're number two. Why did you pick Spain? Totally random? I, they just seem that, like the, the Spaniards throw a hell of a... They, when you said a two-week celebration, I go, that sounds like some Spanish shit. You know what I mean? Like, they're a fucking... They're partiers, dude. And I love it. Like, again, I don't want to go to the parties, but, like, I love the way they live their life. Like, everything's a fucking party. You ever been to Waffle House with some Spaniards? I have not, but I bet it hits, though. Um, I bet it hits, too. I haven't either. Yeah. Probably that would hit. We should find some Spaniards and uh, yeah. take them to Waffle House. That'd be fun. Uh, no, they're number two. Who's number one, Cho? Who's number uh, one? Who's I, always number okay. one? Who's number so, one? Oh, Who's America. number one? Yeah, yeah exactly. we are, baby. We're number we one. God damn yeah. it. What do you think the average wedding cost is in U.S. dollars in this country? Number uh, one in the, the world. The average wedding, $35,000. $29,000. Okay, $29, I mean, I'd have lost and, prices right, but. And Spain is uh, 23000 Then Italy's under them and so on and so forth. So we are number one on average $29,000. You almost nailed it. I know weddings are expensive. That's still kind of wild to me, thinking that like it's stupid. It's almost so stupid. every American gets married, yep. and it's like, bro. So you mean uh, all yep. the poor people? Because like 
well, whatever. We'll get back and to think that about later the when average, we talk about our own and, and, weddings. And, and I know you don't have I know you don't have these numbers, but the average wedding cost that, and th- and think about what the average American makes per year. It's probably around that. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like it's probably around that. A year's salary on a thing where it's just everyone hanging out and you're paying for all their shit. Like you could have just got married and everyone went to a bar and everyone paid for their own shit and it would have been fine. Like, dude, it is the most colossal waste of fucking money slap in the fucking face of, of people who don't have two nickels to rub together. Like I told, I told Amber, I didn't even like, I told her, I was like, I don't want to do it. I said, now, obviously I'm going to do whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck you want to do. And Amber's the most, she's the tightest bitch I know with money. So I was like, I'm going to win this one. And she was like, no, it's just that I've always wanted to, it's my little girl fantasy. So I was like, okay, baby, let's do it. So, you know, we just wrote the book. So I paid for everything in cash. And then it's funny after our wedding, she was like, where'd all that money you went make? And I was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. who fucking knows? And, um, but afterwards she even admitted to me, she was like, it was fun. But now that I think about it, I barely remember anything from it. And we could have just saved all that money and had a regular party. Right. Well, since we're on the subject, that's what, uh, that's what me and Katie ended up doing. But me and Katie, Katie was pregnant. It was a shotgun wedding. I had just started working at the DOE, still had student loan debt, all this stuff. We did not have money. And she was the one, she was like, I, I don't even, we're not even going to do that. We're going to get married at the courthouse. We'll take a trip. We went to Charleston, whatever. And she was like, and I was immediately like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. For me. But her mama, who is an angel, love a lady. Her mama was like, no, please don't do that. You're my daughter. I want it, you know? And she said, she's like, just do something, have like a party, a wedding party or something and invite friends and family and I'll pay, I'll pay for it. And it was like, it didn't, the whole thing. So we did it at Crawl Daddy's, the restaurant in Cookville where we met at. Food there's, a train, there's a train depot, food does it. There's a train depot right across from Crawl Daddy's. It's very picturesque. It's like a Cookville landmark. So we got married in front of that depot. We were already legally married, but like Thompson did the vows you know, we had our people there and then it was real short. And then we just went to crawl daddies and everybody got drunk and ate a bunch of fucking crawfish and shrimp and stuff like that. And it was a fucking great time. And a lot of my friends told me, you know, they were like, it was very no frills and all that. And a lot of my buddies told me, they're like, dude, that's one of the hittest weddings I ever been to. Cause it didn't yeah. have all that bullshit that bullshit, most weddings yeah. do. And, uh, so I my highly recommend hit. that. You yeah, went and did wedding, it. It was a great time. Yeah, it was a wonderful time, but it did have all that bullshit. You know what I mean? Like right. I think, like when I think back on my wedding, I don't regret. Well, I don't regret it because I don't care about money. Like I tell Amber all the time, I was like, "Look, we go completely broke. I live in a shoebox. I don't give a fuck. I'll be fine. It's you that cares about money." But I look back on it and like now I don't remember a lot because I was twacked out of my brain on almost every drug conceivable at certain points of the ceremony. Mm-hmm. But, like, we, we did have a blast. It was nice to see. I guess at our age, it was a little bit different because a lot of people get married young, and it's like you're still kind of hanging out with everybody. I was close to 30, and there were some people that I hadn't seen in forever, and I still ain't seen since. So it was nice to be like, this is an excuse for everyone. You, you, we have to get together because it's, you know, Corey's fucking getting married. But, like, I don't know, man. Right. So anyway, like I said, I was already disappointed in this list when I looked it up because I was hoping for some old sultans and cons and stuff. And it's mostly it's, you know, Christina Aguilera and Jordan Bratman, two point two million dollars. Who the fuck? 
Yeah, he was like a record executive or something. Elizabeth Hurley and Arun Nayar, an Indian mm. businessman, $2.6 million. Paul McCartney and Heather Mills, three point six. It's all people like that. Liza Minnelli, Chelsea Clinton, right? And it's and on this whole list. And to them, them, that is twenty nine thousand dollars. True. And uh on this whole list of the ten most expensive weddings, I think one of them, one of the couples is still together, if I read it correctly. Chelsea uh, Clinton. Soccer star Wayne Rooney and Actually, you know what? You're right. Chelsea Clinton is still with that dude, and also soccer star Wayne Rooney yep. and his. Oh, wife I would, Col- dude! I'm fucking crushing your list. Yeah, they're uh, they're the only ones that are still together. And uh, shit, no, that ain't true. Hell, because Prince William and Kate are on here too. This list, I think, predates uh, Harry and Meghan Markle, though. Uh, but obviously, number uh-huh. one, Prince Charles and Diana, hundred and ten million dollars. But I tell you, who else shows up on here on these lists quite a bit because another one's been added recently it seems like uh the indians like tushar tushar indians um, <laughs> yeah yeah they, they wild boy they really like to go in on weddings it seems i've seen pictures of like well, indian weddings and they seem very lavish and pretty rad and everything but like some of the ones on this list are like the daughters of indian businessmen and stuff like that and i mean they really yeah. really threw down like uh, a steel tycoon well, named lakshmi mittal his daughter vanisha married amit bhatia in a week long 60 million dollar french spectacle including an eiffel tower fireworks display a private show from kylie minogue and a guest oh, list nice. bursting with bollywood royalty right they flew everybody in on private jets rented out an entire five-star hotel, put them all up there. They were there for a fucking week. They had all this partying and shit like that. But like you mentioned earlier, $60 million, that dude's worth like $60 billion. Yeah, so that it's like shit. Even like all that shit. is nothing, which and, is and wild. Like, and you kind of can't even be mad about it because like he spent all that money mm-hmm. and vendors got paid. So like fucking A. But like, dude, even if you're not putting people up in first class, let's go through an Indian wedding and just the base cost. Number one, silk. Very expensive. And you know yeah. them motherfuckers is draped in silk. All that shit. Then you got to have an elephant. Probably two because mm-hmm. you don't want like a Elephants solo elephant. Cheap. That looks weird. You don't want him to be lonely. Secondly, you have to have people trained to unfurl from drapes that are cascading through the sky while people sword fight midair. Like just yeah. that shit is you're, you're getting up there. You know, a lot of investment. Racist? No, you hadn't. Uh, so okay. a few years later, another Indian couple, and I can't help but feel like this was a direct competition with the wedding I just said, right? That this rich Indian heiress, the daughter of Indian oil and telecom tycoon Mukesh Ambani, his daughter Isha Ambani, when she got married, uh, it was $100 million. And the reason I say I feel like it was in direct competition to the other Indian wedding I said, where they're like, oh, I'm going to show that bitch, Right is because of the similarities. Like, instead of Kylie Minogue, they got Beyonce, right? That's better. And instead of, like, the five-star hotel, they stay in the whole palace and stuff. They flew everybody in. They did all that shit. Bollywood royalty, but also Chelsea or uh, uh, Hillary Clinton was there. Nice. Yeah. And um, But they also – I would not want Hillary at my wedding, for the record. That doesn't sound like that hits for me. Not only did they have Bollywood royalty there, like Amir Khan, who I think is like sort of like their Tom Cruise. Their Tom Cruise. They – this couple had Amir Khan and other Bollywood superstars serving the fucking food. Like they were – What the fuck? Yeah. Pretty fucking wild. So, I mean, they had to have gotten paid, right? But – 
I don't. I mean, they owed him a favor or something. Dude, I don't know. You, but can you, you said fucking imagine George Clooney serving right. food. I know that's insane. It is insane. So paychecks, paycheck. Since you sort of brought it up, you were like, you know, you can't even really be mad because vendors got paid and stuff. Uh, people were definitely mad, and here's why: because they <laughs> they did it outside of the country. They went to like France to do this. Oh, or right. They probably so had they all, all French vendors and stuff, and also India. You know. There's like hundreds of millions of people living in abject poverty, and then the, yeah. their wealthiest people are just well. They should start all working for the fucking stage. wedding industry, yeah, bro. Bootstrap you know? yourself. I hear you, but yeah, that um, <laughs> I'm kidding. That didn't. Uh, so that th those weddings did not hit for people, but that those are like the fanciest weddings of all time. Which again, I found the list disappointing too. But you, the list is the list. So, but um, you understand what I'm saying though. Like I, I'm not saying that people should be happy about it. But what I'm saying is, I think a lot of people look at when a rich person spends all this money on something that they're just burning that money. They're giving it to someone else. And for me, I want my super rich people spending all of their goddamn money. Like that's the only way that they're actually beneficial to society. If they're just hoarding all their money and keeping it in caves and shit, like that's not good. But if they're taking all that and blowing it on shit at least somebody else gets to hold on to that shit for a minute yeah i hear you so i want to move into talking about trash weddings all right and i've got just like i had last week i've got a perfect center of the venn diagram for rich Kid people Rock. and trash people when it comes to getting married have you ever heard of a dude by the name of larry fortensky you ever heard that larry name before fortensky For no i have not absolute fucking legend this guy is i hadn't heard of him either but this larry fortensky may he rest in peace was <laughs> a yeah was of course was a drunk army vet construction worker hell yeah who met elizabeth taylor in rehab uh-uh and yeah and pulled her ass and became her final eighth and final husband Get the yes fuck where where was larry from He's from out here in uh, in the L.A. area. He's from God, Fontana. Really, no, Stockton, which, dude, Stockton, really hoping Stockton's you, rough. Really, really hoping he's going to say Alabama, but I'd have definitely heard of him if he'd from Alabama. No, but do me a favor, and, and also, Dale, you can, uh, when you cut together, please put up some pictures of Larry Fortansky. Cho, on your end, will you, will you, I, I want you to see him. Absolutely. Okay? Give me two You need seconds. to see Larry Fortansky. This dude, this dude hits so hard for me. Because it's like, imagine, Ford. imagine his legacy at like the job Dude. site and amongst his boys that, and stuff. He's you know got what I a mean? goddamn mullet. Hell yeah, he does. I'm saying, Dude, bro. A fire <laughs> one, too. Yeah. And the, Dude, that motherfucker looks like he plays bass for fucking Alabama, dude. Like, Absolutely. that son of a bitch right there, if I, like, I, I've seen this man so many times. This is like my Slender Man. You know, like, I've mm -hmm. seen this guy's face so many times at random county line bars. Like, dude, absolutely, yeah, man. Hell yeah, I Larry. Know. That's what I mean. Like, what a legend, dude. You have dude, seen so many know, of that guys. I've seen so many of those guys, too. He's the only one that ever pulled Elizabeth Taylor. Yep. Right? Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Look, wild. Look, man, like, you, you, so he meets Hero. her in rehab, right? <laughs> you, he meets yeah. her in rehab, right? Dude, how quickly after pulling Elizabeth Taylor do you think he went back to coke? You know what I oh, mean? He, because oh, he <laughs> he started falling off the wagon. That's documented. Well, and I'm not trying to make fun of addicts, but like if you if you pull Elizabeth Taylor, you're gonna want to celebrate. And how is the best way to celebrate? Getting fucked up. Yeah. So 
that leads us into trash wedding. By the way, I skipped him earlier on purpose because I wanted to wait to get to him. Right. But their their wedding, his and Elizabeth Taylor's wedding, was like number seven or eight on the list of the ten most. It was like you know four million dollar wedding or something like that. Nice. Um, so anyway, talking about trash weddings and whatnot, a um, couple of stories I found online. There was one where the best man had a butt naked picture of the groom that he kept showing to everybody at the party, including like grandmas and little kids and stuff. He's like, look at his dick. That's him. He's getting married. Uh, there's another Did one where a guy. To, do you remember back when they used to have Polaroid cameras at the weddings for everybody to take pictures as they, mm-hmm. as they like the disposable yeah. ones? Did you yeah, have yeah. a buddy who. Who it just all he did Took was take picture pictures of his, of his dick. dick. Yeah, I knew that that was a thing, but I can't remember. I can't remember if I've been to a wedding that did that thing. I've definitely heard of that before, but I can't like recall having mm-hmm. actually been at one that did it. But uh, yeah, I my buddy, my buddy spread his butt in one. Yeah, that's what's up. Another one <laughs> uh, here says uh, this guy's fiance told him to meet her at Buffalo Wild Wings for lunch. They were engaged already. When he showed up to Buffalo Wild Wings, all the friends and family were there, and she's like, "We're getting married right here in this Buffalo Wild Wings." Queen, but they, but they did not like rent out the Buffalo Wild Wings, so there also <laughs> was just there also was just a bunch of other people chilling there, eating wings and watching the ball game and stuff while they were fucking tying the knot. Um, let's say another one says a wedding on the beach behind the Hooters in Florida. Yep. Natch the official Beach Hooters. It don't say that specifically where, but it, yeah, just say yeah. That's my know, favorite. Hooters. Uh, the officiant, you know, the preacher, whatever, was standing next to a trash can, an overflowing beach trash can, and while he was doing the vows, the trash man came up and like emptied <laughs> the trash can <laughs> in the middle in the middle of the ceremony. Uh, let's see. Let's see. We got any more here? Um, a, a wedding took place at an indoor gun range yeah. and had an open bar consisting of two kegs of Coors Light sitting in trash cans filled with ice. Uh, there's a picture from a wedding where they're standing there. The groomsmen are standing by the bride and the groom. The groom is standing with the groomsmen. The bride's like over here. And they got this big banner that reads, got married on a Friday because Saturdays are for the boys. <laughs> oh, 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 that's yeah. right. Row tight, row tight letting her know exactly where she stands um got one here i think this one's in the uk somewhere for some reason i just get that uh sense but uh the man was the groom was proudly uh proclaiming that he had stolen the rings and the bride uh, stole her (laughs) garden or her bouquet from a garden on the way there she just ripped somebody's garden up and got her bouquet that way the groom was wearing a shirt that said fuck off in fancy lettering on it <laughs> they got married in like a park or something and at the end of it all him and all his buddies got on a bunch of dirt bites and just started raising hell and fucking the park up and like fucking ripping shit up and everywhere <laughs> to celebrate there was another one where they went and they had no tables and chairs whatsoever they did have food and drinks but you had to just sit in on the ground or hold it the whole time and the person asked the bride, like, what happened to the table and chair, man? Screw y'all. He didn't show up. And she was like, no, nah, that shit was going to cost extra. You know, y'all are fine. Um, <laughs> we do hay bales for some of ours. Yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with that. So uh, no. I was trying to think, like, I know this is surprising, but like, here was my experience in the weddings that I went to, like being from Salina, like Salina weddings. Most of them were actually like, boring church weddings where it was yeah. like 
No booze. You know, because it's like small town stuff. We're getting married. It's the Lord's Day, whatever, that type of thing. And they didn't really hit. And then I've had buddies, of course, who got married and they did hit. But like, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I don't, I don't really have, none of them like hit in a wild ass white trash way, um, which right. I know, uh, you know. That, like that, mine did. And yeah, I don't know. Yours I, was like yours hit, and it, but it was like I mean, it was not. It wasn't nothing like none of the shit I just read. Is what no, I'm no, saying. No, no, no. I can't. I, know, I can't believe had, that I haven't been to one of these types of weddings. Have you been to one of these types of weddings? Uh, I've been to a wedding where those types of people were there, and therefore it became that. Like the wedding wasn't. You don't. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like my wedding wasn't supposed to have my shirtless friend Kit at it. That just happened. And mm-hmm. I've been at wedding, like at Kit's wedding, his wife rode in on a horse and the horse kicked her off into a mud puddle, which was awesome. And then he felt so bad for her because she was embarrassed that he took off all his clothes and jumped in the pond. Um, mm-hmm. So kind of, but I'm saying like it, <laughs> rednecks will take any situation and red it the fuck up. So like so many weddings I've been to, we're not supposed to, to the wife's, to the bride's chagrin, it turned into some shit like that. So I've got, I wasn't at this, but I know it's a true story because I know the couple pretty well. A girl from Salina at their wedding, because uh, she got married to a good friend of mine from college, but uh, I ain't going to say their names or nothing because whatever. But I, um, they hit, you know them. When they got married, so friend of mine from another town married a Clay County girl. And when they got married at their wedding, her Clay County daddy got drunk and challenged like like started talking shit to the groom my buddy and ended up grabbing his head and biting him on the cheek really hard oh my god and they pulled him off of him he said fuck all y'all fuck this shit i'm fucking leaving the dad the father of the bride after biting the groom on the face runs out gets in his truck starts to fucking haul ass out of there white smoke it out of there you know got to make an exit as well as an entrance and when he's like getting in the truck to leave the bride's sister. So that's this guy's other daughter, right? His other daughter, the bride's sister runs out there to try to stop him from leaving and like gets in front of the truck. It's like, daddy, no, whatever. And he hits her with the truck <laughs> and peels out and gets the fuck out of there. So that's pretty, pretty goddamn white trash. But again, I wasn't there. I heard that well, story secondhand, but like I know you, it's like true you- though. You were talking about the boring weddings and stuff, and I talked to my mom about this. Um, I talked to my mom about this. Apparently, back in like my mom and dad's day, BPP's day, that's mm. basically how all weddings were. Like every wedding was just like you just go to the church and you do the ceremony. Like that. I mean, but around here at least, around here, because dad, you know, dad got down. He had a good time in the seventies, but like they just didn't do that. It just wasn't like the wedding industry wasn't that way at that time. And that does, like, if you're going to have to go to a wedding, I do want it to hit. Because I've been to those boring church weddings, and it's like, God damn, if I'm going to have to be here, like, somebody yeah. get me a shot. Yeah, no, those, yeah, those don't hit. I ain't I ain't down with those. But the ones who do hit, again, I'm a huge fan of. But that's yeah, it. That's all I got I don't want to go, weddings, but if I'm so. there, I'll have fun. Yeah. You know? right. Okay, well, I, I, really enjoy, I really enjoyed that. And uh, after this slight break, we will be right. I'm taking your job. I'm doing your shit. I just realized after this slight break, we'll be right back with history for press. Just do it. You do it. I we'll be right back after this with history. Professor Cho on the subject of Zsa Zsa Gabor. See you in a minute.
Well, I'll tell you what, it ain't quite spring yet, but you yourself can get sprung. Oh, that's right, baby. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, we all know that confidence can take you far in life, and that's especially true in the bedroom when it's time to step up to the plate, and that's where Blue Chew comes in. Trey, let your smart ass tell these people about stuff. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead to get down or just be ready to get down whenever an opportunity comes up. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. That's the best part of the whole thing. It's all done down there on the internet there, which means no more visits to the doctor's office, no awkward wiener conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, running into your high school librarian, none of that stuff, because BlueChew's tablets are made right here in the U.S. of A., prepared and shipped direct to your door in a very discreet package. Joe, you're a big fan. Huge fan. I will never bang my wife without it. I can tell you that much. Because here's the deal. I don't have any, like, medical uh, issue per se. But sometimes I just get a little nervous. You know what I mean? You know that mm-hmm. you've known me for years. I'm not good under pressure or on the spot, right? So sometimes my brain and my weenie ain't on the same page. But with Blue Chew, it just puts them there right together. I don't have a choice but to have a rigid love maker twinks to my legs for my wife to be disappointed with. But she's disappointed in me, not my wiener, because Blue Chew does it right, and I'll never bang again without it. Right on. So listen, y'all, if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. Have better sex, y'all. We got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code POA at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's all. That's bluechew.com, promo code POA to receive your first month for free. Free, y'all. Can't beat that with a stick or a dick. Visit bluechew.com for more details <laughs> and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for continuing to sponsor this podcast. And for getting us a brand new dick. Are you feeling stuck making minimum payments on your credit card debt? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Oh, and did I mention no house payments for two months? Get rid of your credit card debt and lower your monthly payments right now at savewithconrad.com. We're back and it's time, everybody. You know what time it is. It's Professor Cho time. Let's talk about Zsa Zsa Gabor. Like I've said earlier, I, I know who she was. I remember her being a thing, but I don't know anything about her. Like, was Not she nothing? in movies? No, I don't know. Like, so I got nothing. What? So but, tell if, me. but if someone put a gun to your head and said, just explain to me Zsa Zsa Gabor, what would you say? She was like a fancy sort of eccentric ish lady who was like around mm-hmm. and famous for years and years, but I don't really know what yep. for. Uh, so that's pretty much if it. we're talking about socialites, which we've, we've covered a couple socialites on this show. And I actually would like to, I don't know if do a whole episode of professor Cho just on socialites or up top segments or whatever, but modern day socialites basically owe it all to Zsa Zsa Gabor. Zsa Zsa Gabor so like Paris Hilton coined the and phrase. that type of thing? Yes. yes she was who, the first ironically, of those? Uh, yes, and ironically, uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor was married to Conrad Hilton. So oh. there's a little connection there. Um, 
So Zsa Zsa Gabor, I'm told in my research, she either coined the phrase or it was coined about her famous for being famous. Right. Oh, okay. So Zsa, so Zsa Zsa Gabor was born and we're only talking about Zsa Zsa, not her sister. I will mention her sister in a footnote. Do you know her sister? I, I knew she had at least one sister. I, I knew they were like, in my head, I thought there was maybe a few of them, like a Marx Brothers type yeah. thing, but for fancy yeah. horse, you know, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but again, so it's all real Zsa- hazy. Yeah, so Zsa Zsa Gabor was born on February 6, 1917 in Budapest, Hungary. She was actually Miss Hungary in 1936 and represented Hungary in the Miss Europe beauty pageant the same year. So she was one of three daughters of a wealthy family, uh, raised in luxury and comfort, of course. Her sister was Ava Gabor, who you may remember Uh as the star of the hit television program, Green Acres. Okay. All right. Ava Gabor. That's who that was. Green Acres, that's the place to be. Farm living is the life for me. Land spread out the life for me. And why, you can keep Manhattan, just give me that uh, countryside. Give me that countryside. Yeah. So, no, but see, so, and Ava was like a a, a respected actress. I think that she won some Emmys and stuff, but that's what they both wanted to do. So Jaja comes over here. She was actually in. She was the star of the original Moulin Rouge. Jaja Gabor was, but you don't really think about her that way because she comes over here. She does a couple movies, and then she's on like the talk show circuit, and she just kind of pops as a personality. Like she kind of had one of those like Charo things going on, where it's like Charo does the mariachi stuff, but you don't really know her from that. Like that's is ancillary she, to what she is. Is Jaja? I feel like this is a you'll know the answer to this question, whether it is Jaja or not. I think you'll be familiar with what I'm talking about. Was it her that went on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and asked him to touch her pussy because she had a cat in her lap? She was sitting there with a cat, and some fancy lady went on the Tonight Show with, with Johnny Carson. It's, she had a cat in her lap, and she's like, and she had an accent too. She's like, "You want to touch my pussy or whatever?" And he said, "You have to move that cat first, or something like that." <laughs> um, that's not in my notes, but th- I guarantee you that that was her because she that was kind of her deal. She was a very witty, very funny, very charismatic person, and her personality sort of transcended any acting that she was doing. So, like, she would get on all these shows. You're Johnny Carson. She was uh, big friends with Merv Griffin. She would do these shows to promote a movie that she was going to be in, but then when she didn't have any movies to promote, they still wanted her own. to ju- and, th- and these were the days where, like, guests came on to promote well guests still come on to promote things but like they were just like she don't have anything going on but like god damn it we've got to get this woman on here so her movie career kind of fizzles and then she is just sort of propping up her lifestyle by doing the thing that she's arguably most famous for do you know the thing that she's most famous for just being hot in public before you answer let me tell you i looked it up I knew I'd heard that before. I so apparently it's on Snopes.com. It's a very common, commonly repeated uh urban legend. It is not true, but it but the urban legend is about Zsa Zsa Gabor. It says the apocryphal tonight show incident with Zsa Zsa Gabor and her cat is a wellspring for one of the greatest manufactured memories in modern popular culture. No matter how many what? millions I of people I've seen that. No matter how many millions of people swear they were watching the tonight show when that exchange happened, it simply did not occur. 
So there you go. Wow, I, that's a fucking um, Berenstein Ma- Bears thing Mandela, for me because when Mandela, yeah, because yeah. when can we do an episode on the Mandela effect? Can that be Stoner Show? Does that work? Sure. Yeah, it works for me. Okay. Yeah. Oh right, I forgot this show doesn't have any rules. It's ours. Um, mm-hmm. but she's actually the most the thing she's most famous for, and you reminded uh, me of it earlier. There's kind of a thread to in my. Uh, just to my common knowledge, she's the only person better than Elizabeth Taylor at getting married. She uh, was married nine times, whereas yeah. Elizabeth Taylor only eight. eight. Right. That worthless last bitch. one. Last one. Our yep. boy Larry Fortensky. I told you. See, I exactly. said earlier when you said so, you're going to talk about her. I said there was an o- an overlap that would occur, and I was talking about Elizabeth Taylor and Larry Fortensky. So, yep. Yeah. There you go. So here are her marriages in order. Burharan Asef Belge, 1937 to 1941. That was her first marriage. He was a Turkish diplomat. The marriage ended in divorce in 1941. Her second marriage, arguably to the most famous person, is Conrad Hilton, the hotel magnate. Is that how you say mm-hmm. that? Magnate is mm-hmm. a hotel. He's a goddamn yeah, um, tycoon. Yeah. Tycoon, there you go. A uh, a uh, there's another word for that. Tycoon magnate. Um, no, Titan I think it's tycoon of industry. Titan of industry. There you go. Uh, what's Jay Z? What do they call him? Mogul. A uh, mogul. A mogul. Yeah. Mogul. Yeah. He was a mogul. Uh, this was definitely their most famous and publicized marriage. They had one daughter, Francesca Hilton, and I don't want to bring this up for fodder because i'm not going to make fun of it but i feel like i know how our fans are and they're going to leave this in the comments if i don't say it their daughter allegedly per jaja gabor was a result of marital rape which as you know was not illegal when no when actually red hill I meant to say that that was one of the things where i was talking about how horrific the history of marriage was for women yeah marital rape wasn't illegal until like the seventies or something. I Dude, mean, this is know. how uh, this is how like keyed in me and you are. We didn't even discuss what we were doing, and we've got so many little overlaps here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that apparently she claims that Conrad came on to her one night, and she was like, "No, no, darling, I don't want to do this." That's how she talked. She called everyone "darling." That was her catchphrase, "darling." And she said that the reason she called people darling is she goes, I go to so many men. I don't remember the names. I call them. (laughs) So anyways, I'm sorry for laughing when I was talking about marital rape, but that's how that uh, went down. Then there was George Sanders. He was a British actor. This was 1949, 1954. Uh, That ended in divorce, obviously. Herbert Hutner. uh, He was a lawyer. So she's kind of going down. It's like Turkish diplomat you know conrad hilton a nice actor then it's just like she probably her divorce lawyer that she met from the previous three marriages uh then a fella named jack ryan uh not the uh not the tom clancy not tom clancy fame but that was only from 1975 to 1976 so this was her shortest one so far ended after only nine months then we have michael o'hara her sixth uh, marriage, he was her personal secretary. I guess at a certain point, she was just like, whoever is close, darling, come here. Um, and the marriage lasted actually seven years. So pretty good for her at this point. Then Felipe Del Alba. Uh, this one was annulled the same day it was performed. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> no, I've always, I've heard about things like that. And yeah. I, I genuinely can't wrap my fucking brain around them. Didn't Britney Spears do that? Yes. I think. 
That, I, you remember yes. that guy, Jason Alexander, right? I remember because yes, his, his name, name was, was Jason. Alex- yep. was the same as George Costanza actor, Jason Alexander, but it ain't the same guy. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like, I don't know, you're drunk and you're like, well, we should get married. Right. And then you do and you're like, there's no hit. And but then no, you, but that ain't it. Yeah. I mean, what yeah, else I could the explanation right. be? It's no, got to right. be Vegas something stuff. like that. Yeah, yeah. no, you're right. Um, her uh, next marriage was to Joshua Cosden Jr. from 1986 to 1987. He was an oil magnate tycoon, uh, all that good stuff. Marriage ended in divorce after less than a year, and her final marriage was to Frederick Prince von Anhalt. Uh, it, it he was a German. Pr- I said it like that because he was a German prince, and they remained married until Gabor's death in 2016. Otherwise, if she hadn't have died, they would have got divorced, in my opinion. Like, that's 2016. Yeah, she, dude, I know. I didn't know that either. So, was she like a hundred or something? Yeah, me too. 1970. She was 99. She was 99 years old. Yeah. And what year did she marry that last guy? 1986. So, that's, I mean, I mean, shit, that's that's pretty good. That last one. I mean, for it to be number nine. No. Yeah. But 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 I'm going to get into why I think that that one lasted the longest here in a minute. Matter of fact, it's not why I think it's 100 percent why the fuck it was. The first thing I want to talk about is arguably her most famous incident that happened to her, um, which it's it's arguably the most famous thing that happened to her. But I actually didn't know anything about it. I knew her from like her game show appearances. That's how I knew her, because. Me and my granny, when I was a kid, we used to watch the game show network. So we'd watch the old match game. We'd watch Card Sharks. We'd watch the Pyramid. And she was sort of like a mainstay on those. So for me, I was like, this is a person that used to be famous. Now they're on the game show circuit. Her and Charles Nelson Riley were always cutting up, you know, yada, yada, yada. Well, what she's most famous for, and she got a lot of heat for it, um, she slapped a cop. (laughs) All right. Here's what happened. June 14th, 1989, in Beverly Hills, Gabor is pulled over by a police officer for an expired license plate. During the traffic stop, Gabor became uh, angry and started to argue with the police officer. The cop then told her to fuck off. He said, fuck <laughs> off, lady, right? And, and, yeah. she, and she drove off. She drove off, mm. and later she goes... She said, in England, when they tell you to fuck off, that means to leave. And that's what yes. she thought. She thought when he said fuck off, he meant to leave. When really, he was just it, saying, fuck off, lady, quit screaming at me. Okay, but, I mean, it do, fuck off does mean get out of here. I'm sorry. It, I think that's does, what that but means. He, but like, he, somebody tells you to no, fuck no, off, no, it's like, he, okay, I'll leave now. Like, no, you don't I, tell somebody to fuck you, off she, that you want to stay around. You're saying that cop, he then got mad that she left after he told her to fuck yes, off. Because, That's, yes, fuck because that. He, That's on him. In, I agree. I agree with you. But in his brain, he wasn't saying, he wasn't saying, oh, fuck off, lady. She was cussing at him and shit. And he goes, hey, fuck off. Right? Like that. Right. So it, but I'm saying if I'm, you I'm tell you. someone to fuck off and they then leave. You cannot be upset at that person. I don't care how much of a cop you are. That's such I a ag- fucking cop thing. Right I, ag- <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. So he 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 runs her down again. The situation escalates. She slaps the fucking piss out of him. So she's arrested, charges with uh, uh charged with battery on a police officer, right? And so they go to court and she gives them the I thought he meant leave defense. 
And I'm not saying that they completely bought it, but she didn't have to go to jail, um, which she was super she was super nervous about jail. And they asked her, they go, Jaja, are you afraid that you're going to spend time in jail? And she told him, she goes, of course I am afraid. I am terrified of lesbians. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It was a different time. It was a different time. Um, So she's, so anyways, uh, she, they end up finding her uh, like, like in today's money, $13,000 for this whole thing. So she doesn't have to go to jail. Um, this one quote that I found that was super funny is that, you know, obviously this is all over the tabloids. And she told everyone that she was treated worse than you would be treated where she was from in Nazi Hungary. Because, sure, the Nazis would torture you, but here they torture you with words, which is much worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I don't yeah, know no. if it's worse. Look. It don't hit to be tortured with words, but like I feel like it hits a little harder than being tortured with pliers and you know, oh, I'm, battery no, I'm cables you. and shit like I, that. Uh, I think she had me hey. at the fuck off defense, and now yeah. she's kind of uh, yeah. So there was a huge backlash when this happened because I looked up. I was like, I wonder, I wonder if people reacted differently to someone striking a police officer in the eighties as they do now. So I just started googling some like old news articles and stuff and it seems that it it kind of is about how it would be today like there were plenty of people that were like man fuck the pigs you know and then there were several people that were like this is just such this is so indicative of entitled hollywood culture that she thinks that she's above the law and she can do all this shit well directly after this like a couple months later she was involved in a car accident that resulted in her having serious injuries and she was confined to a wheelchair for the rest of her life thus being the reason thus being the reason i think that marriage lasted you know what i mean well because i was thinking immediately i was like you know she had she was 69 if my math is right when she married that guy Mm -hmm. right that last guy and it's like you know you start to hit less, obviously. When yeah, right. You put Seventy and beyond, it's like, and I feel like that was that's how she got all them husbands was by hitting, you right? Know, and I feel like she reached a point, and she's like, you know what? I guess this will just uh, be yeah. the one. Yeah, but then also getting put in a wheelchair like will make anyone be like, well, I'm with this guy, so mm-hmm. we'll just do that. You know, I'm not saying it should lower your stock, but like, fucking, you know, what are you gonna do? So. She had a, uh, I'm going to get into some of her most famous quotes because that was the thing that she was like, a, you know, she was always good for a line on Johnny Carson and shit. She had a long time feud with Joan Rivers. Um, she, like, they just fucking hated each other. I assume that Joan Rivers probably made fun of her in her act and they were probably also competing w- with some of the same men. And Jaja, uh, the day Joan Rivers died was quoted as saying, good. That bitch deserves to die. <laughs> so, All right, That's but then, but then, Jaja died two months later. Mm. Yeah, well, hey, she Jaja, still won. Jaja, <laughs> yeah, she did win. Uh, so then she died. Maybe that's why that she didn't die until uh, 99. That's how long she lasted. She's just like, I got to outlast that had, bitch. I'll be damned. <laughs> exactly. And then so, she, John Rivers died, and she was like, my work here is done. She, just, <laughs> she gave, gave up, up the, the ghost. ghost. Yeah. Oh, my God. So let's end this on some uh, Zsa, Zsa Gabor quotes, which I find to be fantastic. Quote number one, I'm a marvelous housekeeper. Every time I leave a man. I keep his house. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. I want a man who's kind and understanding. Is that too much to ask of a millionaire? 
Um, <laughs> I never hated a man enough to give him his diamonds back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a girl must marry for love and keep on marrying until she finds it. <laughs> um, I don't remember any of my husbands. All of them were the same kind of man. Big spenders, big talkers, big everything, darling. Mm. I don't remember. I don't remember ever feeling like a woman until I got into bed with a man. I'm a very yeah. good lover. I know exactly. I know exactly what a woman wants. Ooh. Uh, I I never want to be a bitter old woman. I want to be a sweet old lady. I don't know why I'm talking like a like a Indian dude that lives in England for some reason. That's not her accent at all. Um, Get, this is I, well, a great you know, fucking you got, quote. You this got me because I don't know. You know, I can't remember what she talks. Yeah, like, I don't so either. I you're, you're doing great. So this this is the one that sounds the most like a professional comedian wrote it. Getting married is like trading in the adoration of many men for the sarcasm of one. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, that's good. Marriage Poetic. is a fine. It is marriage is a fine institution. But I'm not ready for an institution yet. Uh, and then her last one that I really love. I believe in large families. Every woman should have at least three husbands. Wonderful woman. A total bitch till the end. Fancy. Basically invented the modern day socialite. Zsa, Zsa Gabor. There you go. It is. I mean, it is honestly weird because people probably like for the record, we didn't. We did not even discuss what each of our topics was going to be today. I didn't know what you were talking about, and you didn't know what I was talking about. But it's kind of wild that we picked weddings, and then you picked the lady whose main thing was having a shitload of weddings. I didn't even think about it like that, but that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, no, when you got to think, you're like, you know what she's most known for? And you're like, she got married a bunch. And immediately I was like, well, that's fucking wild. Uh, Man, I'm really happy. We should do this more often where we don't tell each other. Matter of fact, I bet we do. I'm, I'm sure we do. Yeah, there's been plenty yeah. of times. <laughs> well, I had All fun. Right. And uh, do you want to do you want to do you want to do some uh, some uh, emails, Trey? Do you got some? I do have some. Uh, we got a lot of grief because on the last episode, oh no, uh, well, not the last episode. The last last, we're a week ahead. You know, uh, me and you apparently forgot to do clearing the airs and you know the reason that i say that we forgot is because we're, we just had some regrowing pains because we had a new producer and we were doing things a little bit differently and i'll be honest with you i genuinely this is me being stupid i genuinely once i realized that we didn't do it i was like oh well dude nobody's gonna give a shit about that like people probably you know a lot of people don't even tune into that they've already listened to the episode Dude, I was so fucking wrong. Like, so many comments were just like, no clearing theirs, no clearing theirs. What the fuck? Where's the airmail? So that made me really happy. I'm super glad that uh, y'all love it. You pay attention. And because of that, we're going to rectify that right now. Here's some airmail. Uh, first one, subject line, hi there, fellers, from our good buddy Justin. Um, one of my friends from the God Pod Discord server, me and Trey have both been on the God Pod, correct, Trey? Uh, I don't remember if I you never did, been on the God it. Pod? We did it. I don't think so. I know what it is. We uh, we did a raid for him and stuff one time. Yeah, they'd love to have you. Uh, Blair Erskine is uh is a part of it. She plays mm -hmm. Mother Mary on that show. It's wonderful. Um, they turned me on to your podcast, and I love it. Uh, is the Great Squirrel Debate of 2022 still going on? That was fucking hilarious. Almost as funny as cousin fucking. 
<laughs> also, <laughs> also, has anyone set up a Discord server for POA? If not, I might be able to help make it happen. Haven't we had several people say that they would do that? Is there one? I, I'm Discord. I'm, I have Discord on my phone. I'm in some Discords because like some of my Solana buddies set one up and just got got me in it. Right. So I, I get how it works, sort of. But yeah, I, well, I we guess we should have one. That what somebody can just make one, right? And then if we share the link yeah, or however just you be get to it, then people can get on there, and then they're all just in there, and it's like a big POA group chat or something. Is that the idea? Because I mean, hell, that's fine with me. Like, I think so. I, well, I would love that. Like, we could everybody could share their ideas, and like then we could start reading Discord mail and stuff, and like that would be fun. Um. Z- Subject line, dead parents, colon, cleaning out the house. So this is for you, Trey. Uh, Mm -hmm. Having to clean out a childhood home. (laughs) (laughs) Having to clean out a childhood home, especially with multiple siblings, is no joke. My brother and sister never got along, and I was stuck in the middle. Instead of fighting over things, like an antique clock, they would be like, they can have it if it means I don't have to deal with them. It didn't help mm-hmm. that both parents were hoarders. I am so glad all of that is behind me. I hope your lack of airmail was a glitch and you will go back to it next week. Love you like chicken, Zoo. Yeah, well, I don't. I couldn't really tell how Zoo felt about that philosophy just now, but for the record, that was also my philosophy for the most part. Me and Paige weren't really fighting over shit anyway, but I was very much like, you know, I kept some stuff, but not. Not much, because I I just didn't want to deal with it. You know, it's like, what? it's all like, all I'm going to do is take it, put it somewhere, and it'll sit there until I die. Yeah, and right. then, like, you Bishop have to pay rent to, to keep it somewhere. Yeah, I just. Because, like, just you're in L.A., you don't have a lot of fucking space. Like, you're going to have, you know. I don't so, have any fucking space left. So, yeah. This one's definitely for you, too. Subject line, dogs. Hey, y'all, I really hope y'all will do a POA on dogs. Both trashy and fancy folks love their dogs. With the former, it's mutts, hounds, and bird dogs and pit bulls. With the latter, it's poodles, shit zoos, and rich lady purse dogs. Keep up the great work. Love y'all. The old hippie Billy, uh, parentheses, proud owner of a rescued pit bull. Okay, old hippie Billy, have I got news for you. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head at all what episode it is, but I absolutely covered dogs in an early episode of uh, I, POA. I thought that you so had. it's out there because I remember remember we talked about that like German Shepherd who inherited a mansion mm-hmm. and like three million dollars or something like that. He was one of the fancy dogs, and uh, yeah, right. I'm yeah. Because I had a whole run of I had a whole run of episodes that were all animal related. There was like horses, dogs, and exotic pets. I feel like back to back to back. Um, So yeah. Well, this guy's clearly fucked up because he sent an addendum email that's like, "Y'all should talk about Ron White on the show." (laughs) (laughs) Ron White hits. he, He claims. He claims that 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 Ron White actually is a good overlap between trans, uh, 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 fancy and trash because he's clearly a redneck, but he also owns his own tequila company and smokes cigars. I kind of buy it. I get it. You know, Joe, I, listen, Joe, didn't you didn't you tell me this like in a text message just like three or four days ago? Did you have that thought separately or did you already read this email? Because you totally 
mention this to me. And it's funny because I could tell you had no know. recollection of it whatsoever. But like, I know that it happened. I know it did. I don't. I, I feel like I just read this email today. Right. Well, but I don't remember. I don't doing know. It. Within the past week, I think maybe in person when we were in Indy, maybe you said to me pretty much exactly what you just said about Ron White. So that's kind of well. Wild. This mess. This email is from today, so there's no that's way that I'd read really this wild. Then <laughs> that's that's crazy. crazy. Holy it shit! Crazy. Yeah, I just had to look up the date on this and like, yeah, this email's from today. So like, no. Uh, last email. More. Uh, okay, I don't understand this subject line. More show topics from Christmas Light Will. Oh, Christmas Light Will. <laughs> that's this guy's name. Uh, mm. Holy shit, it's Airhead Christmas Light Will from Utah. I can't believe Trey remembered my dumbass name. I want to know why do pores <laughs> I want I want to know why do pores call them garage sales and Corey calls them estate sales. PS, my god, Bubba shot the pod hit so hard for me. Thanks again. Um it's because there's a difference between a garage sale and a, an estate sale. That's why. Uh, a garage sale anyone can have as long as you have a garage and have things to sell in it an estate sale is usually when someone dies and the kids have to get rid of all of their shit everyone gets to go through the whole estate so you're correct in that it is a poor versus uh fancy thing but like an estate sale just means that they're trying to liquidate all of their deceased assets so that they don't have to deal with it am i am i correct there trey Shit, I don't know. I never been to an estate sale. But let me ask okay. you this though: If I had, when I was fucking with my house, and this was not an option for me, I, the, no way was I going to do this. But if I had taken some of that stuff and had set it up and sold it, like, would that technically be an estate sale because of yeah, the context sure. in which it takes place? I think okay. so. Yeah. Well, there 100%. you go. Uh, I looked. My shit, buy all my I stuff. looked it up. I looked it up. For the hippie Billy, uh, it's episode 11. So going back a ways, episode 11, which is actually titled Canine Billionaires. And actually, that's the Anastasia <laughs> yeah, episode. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. That's what, the yeah, Anastasia yeah, yeah. episode. So like, y'all are in yeah. for a treat, uh, hippie yeah. Billy, if you haven't heard that one yet, because I feel like uh, it's uh, going to give you what Primo you want show. and also what you don't want. Uh, so Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, Trey, it's been fun, but I think it's time to get out of here. Uh, thank you all for liking and subscribing and all that good stuff and supporting our sponsors. And uh, tell your friends, if you like the show, they probably will like the show too. And also, in two days, I guess, check out our special on Amazon. Uh, we've all got uh, new well-read comedy specials, and it's going to be great. I'm super pumped. We're so glad to get them out there, and I think they're real funny. Hell yeah, me too. Check them out. Thanks for being here, Airheads. And yeah, we'll see you next time. Love you, bye. Stay right, fancy, stay, motherfuckers. Stay fancy. Stay fancy. Back beans where they don't belong. Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit. Today we'll laugh and let leave and when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on.